Hey, everybody, welcome into episode number 82 of the Curtain Call podcast, a production of the Yes Network. He's Yes Network president of production and programming and executive producer, John J. Filippelli. I'm Justin Shackle, producer Dan Bassone, doing the hard stuff for us here in this, well, Yankees postmortem episode. And this is never the most cheerful type of episode to do. It is uh, also going to be one that we briefly look ahead uh, to the World Series. And John, I'm going to be very open-ended with you when it comes to the Yankees being swept in the ALCS against the Astros. Injuries aside, because everyone deals with injuries, what went wrong with the Yankees and how can it be fixed? Well, a lot of things uh, I thought went wrong. Um, we didn't hit. Yankees did not hit a lick. Uh, it's hard to win baseball games where you don't score runs, and they obviously didn't score runs. Uh, I think we had the lead maybe twice. The Yankees had the lead twice in, this, in the entire series. So, you know, when you don't have the lead, you know, and you're playing from behind, and uh, you're giving a team like Houston, you're making mistakes, and you're giving them extra outs and, every, and extra opportunities, you know, that's a team that's not going to misfire. You know, you can give them three outs and you can get them four outs. Then they're going to take advantage of that extra out and they're going to find a way to beat you. It happened on too many occasions. Um, so I think the fact that they that highlight would be the, the low light would be that they didn't hit. The offense just totally disappeared. So that really hurt them a lot. Injuries hurt them a lot, like the injury to Cortez. You know, having to take Cortez out of, you know, game, game uh, four. Um you know, you need him. You need him in that game to win. And he, coming out was, you know, was going to be tough for the Yankees to overcome that. I think taking Cole out early, in, in, in what I thought was early in Game Three, was was I thought was problematic too. So I think that there were decisions made that, you know, I, I think maybe the dugout looked at them and, this and said that they were right and proper. And, and I'm trying not to second guess here, but I think there were some decisions made that I thought were somewhat questionable. I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. And uh, you know, so I think some of those decisions really hurt the Yankees. Um, and, and again, but the bottom line is you still have to perform. If you touch talking and say, well, the Yankees didn't hit, there were times they didn't pitch either. Because when you're looking at the bottom part of the Houston order, which was their Achilles heel going into the going into the the, the ALCS, that they really hit that, that second part of the order. And that's one of the reasons the Houston advanced to, to play Philadelphia in the World Series as we record this, and the Yankees are not going home. So, you know, there were, but first and foremost, there was a lack of hitting. There were also critical outs that they didn't make. They weren't tight on defense. They made errors there again, giving giving them another opportunity. You can't give you have to you have your foot on the neck of this team. You have to you have to crush them. You can't let them off the mat. You can't. And the Yankees let them off the mat. And I think that was a big problem too. Uh easy to second guess, obviously, but yeah, I'm with you. Offense not hitting was was definitely the main culprit. And then the, the bottom third of the Astros lineup, I think helped uncover some of the inabilities that we've seen recently from the Yankees in past postseasons, even with a team like the Dodgers as well. There are certain teams that it's hard not to believe that they just do not adjust from the game plan that they made on paper to what the reality of the game is telling you in real time. And at the bottom third of the Astros lineup, I thought made them play in, cer uh, in certain situations. One of them was lifting Cole for Trevino. People say, well, this was, you know, Trevino's spot to pitch to the bottom third of, of the lineup. And then you have your big relievers come in after that. Well, the, the game situation at that point was smacking you right in the face that 
This was the series-altering moment. You could not let a third run score in Game 3 with the bases loaded and nobody out. That means either you're riding high with your ace and let him fall on his shield, or you go with your best reliever, who was not Lou Trevino. And yet, that's what happened right then and there. Uh, offensively, not getting it done. Um, I think Aaron Judge, obviously, is one of the players that uh, there, some disappointment falls on just wasn't what we saw in the regular season I, for the lineup as a whole, probably like a combination of not being able to adjust during at bats judges approach kind of being torn apart. I think that created a domino effect. You know, he didn't get pitches to hit when he was chasing Maris's record of 62 down the last few weeks of the regular season. And then between Cleveland and Houston, he was getting more pitches, which created some poor Swing decisions kind of threw him out of rhythm. We saw a lot of swings from Aaron Judge that we saw from him in 2017 and 2018 kind of show up here in, in 2022. So I think his just, uh, you know, his approach after not being pitched to and all of a sudden being pitched to kind of threw him out of rhythm there. I, no doubt. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was a he, there was, there was, he, I think the pressure of, again, this is not about being able to perform under pressure. I think he's, he's a professional. He's proven he can handle the pressure of, mm-hmm. of, of a situation or New York, or whatever the pressures of being applied is coming from. He can certainly handle it. It's just a question. I, th- I think, I think it was mentally fatigued. I think he was exhausted. I, I do. And I think that that proceed that, that process that he went through would have exhausted anybody. So, and I think he's not, and he's not anybody, but it exhausted him. And I think that's, that's what you saw. You saw fatigue. And uh, when you, when he's out, and again, I think to your point, he was swinging at a lot of pitches that were out of his comfort zone and out of his discipline zone. You know, these are pitches he would normally take for balls and then, then, but they were being called either strikes or, or, uh, you know, or he was certainly missing good pitches to hit. You know, and uh, and I think it, it obviously pro- affected his approach at the plate. Uh, and then the more the longer it went on, the harder he tried to make things happen. He tried to force things to happen. And when you're playing a game of baseball, you can't really force things to happen. They have to come either organically, where you can prepare for them. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they either happen because they happen naturally, meaning organically. You know, and, or and or you know they they just become byproducts of an interesting situation. So I, 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 again, I thought he, I thought he performed. He tried really hard. That quite lack of effort, but the, but the result wasn't there. He did not have a good postseason, a great regular, an epic regular season, but not, but not a very good postseason. And you know, it happens. It happens. But the problem was, look, go up and down that lineup. I mean, other than you know, Rizzo had a nice, had some hits and did okay. Stanton had some nice hits, did okay. For the most part, that lineup just, was just shut down totally, totally shut down. Then you shut an offense down. You shut the, the heartbeat of a team down. But but again, and, and pitching in critical situations, they didn't usually have enough to 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 totally you know eclipse the other team, whether it was Cleveland or it was uh Houston. We, I don't think we had it. And and we, it really showed up and we really were exposed in many ways against Houston. We were. So when it comes to the postseason, John, do you think we will ever hear the word crapshoot out of the mouths of anyone from the Yankees? in the near future? I, I, I certainly hope not. Um, I don't, I don't also want to hear the words Petri dish. This is not an experiment. This is not like the Frankenstein monster. You know, you, you take all these dis, dis, disparate body parts and you put it together and you've got something in well, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that kind of alarmed me that they were, again, they had injuries in their defense. Let's be fair here. For sure. 
had injuries that forced them to do certain things, but there was too much inconsistency from day to day in the lineup. They would the lineups would change constantly. The defensive positioning, certain players would change positions constantly. You know, I, I think those things are happening regular season because it's a long season and people get hurt and they get tired and everything else and you get it. But apply the, that that similar situation to the postseason, where but it is do or die baseball, where you know you you if you lose in regular season you go on to the next city the next time you lose here you go home. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure to put on a team, and I think that they have to deal with that. That's the professionals have to deal with that. They're professionals, so let's let's not sugarcoat it. But but in terms of getting it done, you know they would again they were just too too how many too many fly balls for me fell between shortstop. Third base and left field. There was a convention out there uh, half the time. It was like so between what was going on out there and between some of the players at shortstop and even third, and he played second too. You know the 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 uh, the, the bobble play was was a big play as it turned out. Yeah. You know, so you know that you had at least you had what Rizzo gave you was a great consistency. He hit the ball. He caught the ball. He you know he's a he's a mentor of the ball. By that I mean in the clubhouse he's really good in the clubhouse, and so those things are all very important. And I just don't know that the Yankees had enough of them. And it was, wasn't like they knew this wasn't coming. They knew this was coming, and they knew it was going to be Houston, and they had to prepare, prepare themselves as best they could against Houston. Houston seemed to be able to prepare themselves better against us than we could against them. It's called adjusting. Yeah. If you, so, and they did they, they did all the things you need to do to win. You got to tip your cap to them and just say, you know, give them credit. You know, it's not easy to do this, but they did it. And, uh, you know, be interesting to see what they do against Philadelphia, which is a very good feel-good story. You know, if you you know, it's nice for the Phillies, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that story is going to resonate with the country. We're morphing into like ratings a little bit here, but I I don't really know that the ratings are going to be there for a series like this because it's not that you can't provide good baseball. I think it could provide very good baseball. I just don't know that the, the where's the rooting interest for most of the most of the country. We'll save we'll save that for the very back end of the episode because I do have, definitely have uh, trying to get into the mind of a TV executive from that standpoint. You, you mentioned the key word adjust, though. Like, if you're a fan, yeah. <laughs> you're watching that Cleveland series, just for example, the outfield defense becoming so erratic at the start of the postseason and their inability to not adjust to the fact that Cleveland makes contact softly and, and doesn't have power, yet they're playing their outfield back. The miscommunication between Judge and Bader in, in the Houston series as well, but you're right. The Astros have proven that you can build yourself for the regular season and in the postseason as well. And for so long, I found it so hard to believe that the most important games are just chalked up as a crapshoot when you have so many resources and money put into people trying to split an atom in how to get the precise measurement out of every little nook of every little facet in this game, and not just the Yankees, but every other team over the course of 162. And then you're going to say the most important games of the entire year are a crapshoot. It's really tough for anyone to believe that moving forward. Um, As an organization, with that said, you know, how do how can you continue to keep, the same strategies, philosophies, beliefs. How do you keep all that intact after, let's say, you you were embarrassed against the organization that now represents the measuring stick in this sport? 
Well, there's a couple of ways to look at this. Uh, that's a lot that you put out there, and, uh, and I'm not saying that's wrong. It's there's a but there's a lot to talk about in what you said. Um, where do you go forward with this? It's been, I mean, do you double down? Do you triple down? Do you quadruple down? Do you whatever the thing is, if you quadruple down is whatever that becomes, is that what you do? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, I know that there's a lot of good pieces here. And it's they're going to have to figure out how to make that mosaic, put that tapestry together for the pieces that are there, and try to figure out a way to, to make this work to the point where you can win a championship. Right now, you can't win a championship because it's not constructed in a way. There's there's a roadblock, big big roadblock in Houston standing right. It's it's like it's it's pronounced how big a roadblock they are and how troublesome they are. Um, but 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 just to give you an example, and I'm not picking, I'm not trying to pick on the organization here. They make a lot of very good decisions. They do. Brian Cashman is good, very good at many things. Absolutely. But, but but let me give you this one: you you lose Carlos Correa, one of the two or three best shortstops in the game. I mean, you lose him to Minnesota. He may, as we as we just tape here to record this, he may or may not stay in a situation where he. I think he's going to opt out. I think he did opt out already, and so he's going to look to see where he wants to go. But anyway, having said that, one of two or three best plays, he opts out, and all you do is come back with Pena, who would becomes the 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 MVP of the ALCS. I mean, he's and he played every bit the way Carlos Correa used to dominate October. His kid dominated it too, except he's 20 or 21, whatever he is years old, really young. And you lose a player like Springer and and, and who's this another terrific player. And you know, and you and you come up with Tucker to, to, to take his spot, if you will. So I mean, I must say the Yankees don't have those spare pieces. They do, but but you know what? But they don't have is they don't have the firepower. They don't have the balance on that team that Houston has. And again, we're just talking Houston because that's that's the nemesis and that's the roadblock right now. It's not Boston right now. It's not Toronto. It's not any of those teams. The the, the Yankees nemesis is, is is Houston. And you either beat them or you don't. But we better figure out ways to beat them because this this consistently becomes our Achilles heel right now is is their play. They got to play. We have to play better against against Houston or, or that's just it. No matter what we do, we can talk about all these players. None of them is going to make a difference. None, not one. A lot of fans are griping right now about which players they want to see back, which players they believe don't add any type of impact. A lot of people are calling for the jobs of Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman's contract is up as well. Um, can you can you keep the personnel that's currently in place who you just mentioned, you know, they the Yankees do do a really good job in a lot of areas, but can you keep the personnel that's currently in place but change the approach? Is there a possibility for both things to happen? I mean, there is, but the, the second part to that is will it happen? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I, I think Brian will will get a new contract. I think that uh, Aaron Boone will be the manager of the Yankees next year. Uh, I think uh, you know I think the Hal Steinbrenner will and the Steinbrenners will own the Yankees. I don't think any of that's going to change. I, I just don't see them. If there's one thing they really prize in the organization, it's continuity. And you know, fans may look at it and say, like, I don't really want this guy in the team. I don't want that guy in the team. I don't like the way this happens. I don't like that way that happens. And they might be right about certain things for sure. They may be totally right, but that's not enough for the organization to blow itself up and to, to morph into something like a new or a new or new version of the Mets or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not trying to be that. They are the Yankees, and they play a certain way. And if you want to sit there and say they didn't get the job done because the job, in, in, by their own description is we have to win a championship every year. 
it's really hard to win a championship every year. If, if you try to do it just on paper, it becomes impossible. It's an impossible exercise. You tried sometime. I mean, I have. I've been laid up for a while with various ailments and things. And so, I mean, I get a chance to like, you know, just walk around my house in my underwear and just think about the hell I'm going to do and what we're going to do about certain things. I mean, so that's all fun. A lot of it's a lot of fun. But uh, but I mean, I get I get the option of being able to do that. And the Yankees have to figure out, you know, going forward. I mean, is is it enough to say? Now they're not going to say this, nor should they. But is it is it enough in your head to say, okay, well, listen, how bad were we? we got? I mean, we got to the Final Four. I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, that's right. teams. I mean, that's pretty, is there are teams who would do anything to get in that position, and it's true. So you, you but because with the fan base, I don't want to say they're spoiled. Let's just say they have expectations because the Yankees have expectations of winning every year, and when they don't, it becomes a massive disappointment. And I think that's what happened here. It became a big. I mean, it became more of a disappointment because of the year Judge had was so was so epic and so historic. I think that and, and I think that there was a hangover effect from it. Um, and there really was, and, and because we could see the umpires, we could hear some of those conversations more that far away. I mean, you could when you when you could hear and see some of the stuff that we heard and saw. I mean, it's pretty amazing what what the the. the what, what could the Yankees could do and couldn't do, or used to could do and couldn't, or or, or didn't do. Um, it's it's it, when you can hear a lot of stuff that's going on. It's like it makes being able to analyze it a lot easier. But I'm just saying to you that the Yankees are have a really good baseball team and they have a really good organization. But it just hasn't been good enough in recent years to unseat the Astros. And you know, I, and again, there you know, there are all kinds of rumors about you know trash cans and, and and buzzers and you know those things. And you know, I I have no idea if that really happened. And I suspect it really did happen, though. If you ask me to suspect, I do. I suspect it, but the real there is no proof really, and uh, there were enough proof to to sort of indict a whole, uh, you know, half the industry who is in love with Houston, you know, to indict them and indict, indict everything they stand for. You know, it's easy to do, but it's a lot harder to sort of prove stuff. So you kind of stay away from that. Nobody wants to be accused of being one of these people who just is you know, always in when there's a problem and is there to fix it or do whatever. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But but right now our approach needs to be something more focused and lasered in because the nuances here, the margins here are not where we're performing well. We're not performing well around the margins of, of the of the existence of the Yankees. They We need to do a better job. The Yankees need to have better storylines for us to do a better job. A lot of questions are going to be answered, uh, some in the not-too-distant future. So we will see what happens as the uh, long offseason gets started. One other thing before we talk about the World Series, just a piece of advice here. And I say this um, also wanting to get out in front. I really enjoy Aaron Boone uh, interacting with him on a daily basis when the Yankees are at home. He's been really good to me. His staff's been really good to me. But uh, one piece of advice for anyone. Whoever comes in and out of the Yankees organization, and this is teenage Justin Shackle speaking here, don't ever bring up 2004. Don't talk about it. Don't look back at it on YouTube. Don't think about it. You stay away from 2004. Yeah, I mean, if this was Egypt and it was carved in the pyramid, you know, you'd say this is the curse of something. I mean, you kid. I would advise. I agree with that. It's not a place you want to go. It was. It's a dark. It was a dark week, and uh, to uh, you know have the Yankees uh, be up three love and then lose the next four, and they don't want to be put in that position. Like, that was the only time it ever happened. That that kind of collapse. You know, yeah. if you and it was said, it was said the Yankees deserve better. 
but you know it happens. Uh, it, I mean, it happens to me. Teams, professional teams, can win four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row, and they can lose the same. They do it all the time. And uh, but just a matter of what you get yourself up for, and you know what you're prepared for. And the the, uh, the Yankees, because of the depth of the, of their talent, you know, I mean, they can do things that other organizations can't do. There's a lot of depth of talent. I mean, the problem that I saw though was it became very much a ex- place to experiment. And that's you don't experiment in LCS. I'm sorry, you just don't. We could talk about doubling down and tripling down and quadrupling down because the guys could take the pressure of, of having to perform on that level on a daily basis. You so there's a lot of inherent pressure to that. They can handle that. I mean, I'm around them enough to understand them and to know them collectively. There is a vibe that team gives off when they're winning and another one when they're losing. And think of it when there's a vibe they give off when they're really doing well, and then there's a vibe when they're not doing really not doing well. So I know I throw a lot of things at you right there, but it all goes back to the same central point. Yeah, they, they have a, they have a lot of talent to do a lot of things, and sometimes that talent showed up, and sometimes it didn't show up. And I it was it's too bad because it would have made a big difference had they played it in the back of the baseball card, but they weren't able to do it. They just weren't. All right. World Series is going on without the Yankees. Uh, game one coming up on Friday in Houston. Astros and Phillies. And just piggybacking on the point you made uh, earlier, talking about how this isn't, uh, you know, potentially as desirable of a World Series as you would hope from a TV standpoint. And I know it's not New York. It's not L.A., Chicago, uh, Boston. But this is not a small market World Series by any stretch. Um, Why does it feel like TV people are not happy with this matchup when you have Philly and Houston? Because it's it's too narrow, in my my estimation. Like, you could say, well, New York is just a city. Los Angeles is just a city. Are they not? Boston is just a city, is it not? But yet, the 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 influence of those organizations, in the sense of being able to lure viewership in, is quite quite expansive. When you're talking the Yankees, you're not just talking New York. Yankees have a national following. You're talking Red Sox. There's a national following in there. Houston has have has become by virtue of its villainous. If there's such a word, you know, they're playing the villain role, which they've which they mastered totally, uh, you know, and they, they enjoy it and they feed off it. It's actually part of their persona, but you know, they're, they're, they've gained more of a following than they would, they used to have their following used to be used to not very much, very little outside of it. Now their following is, is much, much bigger. Uh, there's a handful of teams that command that kind of eyeball thing. And I don't think Philadelphia, the site, the size of the market has it. They potentially have it in a player like Harper, who's a really good player. And if he gets hot, Starts hitting home runs in clusters. They could dread mm-hmm. a couple of games that could really draw some fans in for sure uh, to watch him to see him play. But but under normal circumstances, if we're talking normal circumstances, you know I, I don't know that there's enough there for either one of those teams to be able to draw outside of what they would naturally draw. It, it just it's limited. It, it's limited because they're not they don't have a national following. The Phillies don't have a national following. And Houston has a following, a huge one, and like I said, wearing the black hat kind of thing. But I don't know that they have a, a massive people really care that much about them on a national level. That was my next question to you regarding Bryce Harper. Say he goes off first two games in Houston, can he capture some type of audience that wasn't tuning in for those first two games? Toward the middle portions of that series, it's it's possible. I mean, okay. if, he, if he goes on a tear, and every day the back of the headline says, you know, uh, you know, Phillies, Phillies surprise, Houston Harper hits two home runs. Next day is Harper does it again. You know, if that, those are the headlines. 
you know, that this, and, and, you know, it's spread people hear enough of it. I'm sure there'll be a curiosity tune in, but, but you, you want to have a really strong tune in and then build off it. The events will, will help, help spring it along but the the the, uh, the ratings of the series but you have to have an initial strong start if you start in someplace single digits it's going to be very hard for you to wind up some high, in a high double digits that's where you want to go and it's hard to get there unless you've had a springboard situation where you walked into a star high rating and you're just tiptoeing to, to get to where you need to get and inevitably they all think and everybody thinks that i'm when i go to one of those situation things they all think that, that i'm speeding you know, i'm in a car because i'm going too fast because it's like they're on one situation and i'm on the next because I know the questions that are coming, because I've answered them so many times at the front, you know, to, to prove that I belong someplace, and, and uh, which I've had to do over the years. So that's kind of that's kind of my spiel there. All right, what's the more likely outcome? The Phillies impact bats stay hot, or the Astros starting pitching remain sharp? I got to go with the pitching. I, you know, you go to, you make them, you, you, could it go the other way? Of course it could, but I don't see it as such. I mean, I see it as Houston's pitching is just so dominant. I give the Philadelphia a puncher's chance. Doesn't have a puncher's chance. It's a boxing metaphor, meaning you got one chance at this, and you know if you connect and the, the world is aligned in a certain way, and you connect with your best punch or pitch, you can knock the other guy out. And I think that's where the Phillies are at. I, don't, I think if you did it man for man, they would be they would they would just be torn, thrown away. And I think if you don't do it um, in a way that reflects your depth, I, I think it's going to come back and hurt you big time. So. I, I just don't see – I just see Houston as being a superior team. All right, so since you touched on the subject of boxing in Philadelphia, who who would be a better choice to throw out the first pitch for game three at Citizens Bank Park, Sly Stallone or Burt Young? Sly. I mean, because he's Sly, you know. Yeah. Just Sylvester Stallone, you know. It's like <laughs> – you know, he might be sort of, you know, a different a weathered look these days, you know, whatever. It might be a different sort of – you know, box office thing, but at the end of the day, it's still it's it's still that great storyline and uh, and a way that they've kept it going through the years that perpetuates you know a fan base interest. You know, I mean, how how do you do something, especially boxing? How do you take somebody and then put them in a ring forty years later or whatever and say, okay, here you go? You know, yeah. you know it's like uh, go be who you were. You know, Father Time makes sure that nobody's able to do what they did. You know, that, that many years have passed that you can do that kind of stuff. But you know, look, movies are great because you have to suspend belief. And, you know, that, that's the great thing about a movie. You go into it with the idea that, you know, like the the, the, the you know the, the biggest buildings in the world are not going to come down here because it is not going to happen here because of a, you know, a, you know, a, a, a super monster thing flying around the city is not going to take down. It doesn't work like that. So you go in and you suspend belief so you can enjoy a situation, you can enjoy a movie. If you realize that it's you treat it on a value, a different sort of value, entertainment value and production values, you treat it on a different level, and and I think you you could enjoy it as such. So that's my take on the movies and all that. I think the best situation they can present is having like Michael B. Jordan catch Sly Stallone's first pitch, have them both there, jack up the crowd for uh, for Game Three. Um, your pick for the World Series, who are you going with? Houston, I mean, they, they've got, I don't know, you can start with what they lack. Well, uh, hold on. How many games? Because this is important. Because okay. Houston has a chance to yeah. go 11-0 in the postseason. That's never happened before. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say this to you the best, that, that Houston could blow them out. Houston could blow Philadelphia out. I don't see it the other way around. I don't see Philadelphia 
being is in a situation where they could blow Houston out. I don't see it. I mean, it could happen, but I don't see it. So, I mean, I uh, that's why I say that you, I mean, Houston could absolutely blow them out. I don't know that Philadelphia could do the same. So, I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Houston in five. My heart wants to see the Phillies win. Um, I think the validation and the vindication for this stretch for the Astros is just too great. Their focus is is too great. I think this could uh, be a potential sweep as well. I think they overpower Philadelphia. They are as focused and having they have the ability to treat each game as a one game season, and that has not changed in the playoffs. So, uh, and also think the allure of now. Only being four wins away from going 11-0, I think that is something that could appeal to a team like that. So, uh, yeah. One other thing in play is mm-hmm. also, and you kind of touched on it, I think, too, but, but we didn't really, we didn't peel any layers back, is the scandal. You know, don't people call it a scandal, don't call it whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a scandal. What happened was a scandal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, did, they didn't lose their championship because of it. In my estimation, they should have, but that's I don't make, get to make those decisions, nor do you. Uh, they didn't lose the championship, but they, they actually should have and could have. But in the back of their minds, they're saying, okay, look at us, world. It's us against the world. Look at us. That you, You're telling me I should give back the championship that I won, and you know we can talk about trash cans and buzzers and all that stuff all you want. And, and, it's, and, and you're right to do so. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. They're out to prove to the world, to validate to the world, they are the best team. Beating Philadelphia validates to the world everything you threw in front of us, we threw right back at you, and and we defeated it. That will give them the championship, Dusty Baker, too, the the long-sword validation that they really seek is that, like a lot of teams, a championship. But this is a different kind of championship under a different set of circumstances. And if there's no taint to it, if you will, okay, they win, you taint it. As most people know, it's, it's got to be on the level. It's got to be fair and square. Is it one team has the advantage of whatever over another team? It won't work like that. So that's what they, one of the things, that's one of the things I think that truly motivates them to your point. Yeah. They're motivated by that and they feed off it and they're very good at it. Yeah. I think the validation vindication is far too great right now with the Houston Astros. Uh, anything else before we land the plane here, John? You no, know, it's just been a, it's been a very interesting year just to take a minute to put the season in perspective. And the Yankees started off so well, historically well. And then in the middle of the season, you know, they they hit uh, sort of the t- tail end of the middle the middle of the season. They had a really rough patch and they didn't play well at all. They really were losing games that they should have won. They didn't play well in a, on any of those situations. At the end of the season, they picked it up a little bit. So they went into the postseason in sort of the right frame of mind with the right things going for them. Uh, it wasn't enough to. It was enough to get through Cleveland, who has a lot of talent, but 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 Houston has a lot more talent, and so that's became more of a challenge for the Yankees. And the year Judge had was epic and historic. Anything the Yankees need to do going forward has to start with Judge. Obviously, resigning Judge if they resign him, it's a different. It's a different team without him. Not to say that it can't be a successful team, because there are players who are on the market who could really help the Yankees a lot, and. Uh, Depending on which way they decide to go, but signing judges got to be the first thing that they do before they take stock and decide what they what they want to do to 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 build around judge because it's building around judge. So those I would say those are the things they have to really consider, and uh, and I know that they will. They'll put a lot of thought into this postseason as a hot stove season, if you will. Uh, 
And uh, there's a lot of players out there the Yankees can get. The Yankees have a lot of expiring contracts and players who are going to opt out and do whatever. That's The Yankees have to come to terms with all that. And the players involved have to come to figure out what they want to do. So there's going to be a busy, busy, busy offseason, if you will, with, without without the word off in it. There's just a lot of work to do it, but uh, so it'll keep everybody busy and, and hopefully focused in that that, that championship, which uh, the Yankees uh, need to get right now. And so it's uh, it's delayed right now, but delayed doesn't mean denied. It just means delayed. Buckle up. Uh, this is going to be a very, very interesting offseason. A lot of items to check off on the Yankees to-do list. That is going to do it for this edition of Curtain Call. We'll be with you, though, throughout this offseason. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It is the best way to uh, let us know that you like what we're doing here on Curtain Call. So send for our question. producer, send yeah, what do we have, John? Next show that we do, we should take questions and see, you know, could be, we've done enough shows together where people, I'm sure people have questions. We can sort of get them all the time. We should put them together and start answering some of the questions people may have about where the team goes, yeah. what they think of certain players and certain deals and whatever. And, you know, we'll be candid and honest with you and we'll have a little fun with you too. So, you know, get those questions to us. And uh, how do they do that? Uh, Dan Besson could tell you. Danny, how do people get to us on the, what are our handles, Twitter handles and things of that nature? Well, they can go to uh, the Twitter or Curtain Call at Curtain Call Yes, and they could uh, send us messages there. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can get some good uh, questions coming before next uh, show. So I think that's the best way to reach us. There you have it. Etched in mud. <laughs> that's done. We etched that in mud. But but you there you go. That's But that's how you get to us. So we're going to have a mailbag. We'll open up the mailbag. That's right. That's what Here we'll we do. Go. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Well, until then, until our mailbag episode for Dan Bassone, for John J. Filippelli, this is Justin Shackle saying so long. We'll talk to you next time.